0: Welcome to Farm Focus, a podcast by the Pennsylvania Farm Bureau. I'm William Whistler. This week on the podcast, we talk to multiple first responders about Nationwide's Grain Bin Safety Week initiative, as well as the Grain Bin Safety rescue tubes that are given to fire departments throughout the country, thanks to Nationwide's Nominate Your Fire Department contest. Joined first on the podcast by Adam Friends, the Captain and Training Officer for Southern Area Fire and Emergency Rescue. Adam, it's great to have you on to talk grain bin safety. Uh, for the first question here, if you could uh, just talk a little bit about why grain bin safety is so important and what makes these rescues so difficult. You don't exactly know what you're going to encounter
1: with the grain, whether it's crusted over at the top and we have somebody from the top who's uh, trying to work their way down or, or you know, uh, move the grain down through the bin further. Um, you have issues with uh, folks getting caught in augers. Um, The grain itself acts very much almost like quicksand. It's pretty easy to get caught in there and get buried in there, um, especially if you start to move around and struggle. So um, from a safety standpoint, there's a lot of um, just inherent hazards with being in and around these bins and working on these bins. And the equipment that we've been given really helps uh, from the rescue perspective to um, mitigate some of those hazards and make the rescues actually a lot more efficient and a
0: lot uh, easier and safer for us and for the victims that are there. With Nationwide, what were some of the things that you saw through this program? What did it mean to receive a grain bin rescue tube and training, and what did it mean to your fire department? Yeah, we were actually uh, very uh,
1: excited and very honored to to be selected as one of the recipients. Um, It's it's kind of a a random selection, I guess, from Nationwide that they're able to provide this equipment. very grateful that they're they're recognizing the agricultural and emergency services community kind of together um, to provide this equipment. Um, from a training perspective, um, we had someone come out. Uh, I believe it's from the University of Illinois. Um, if I remember correctly, they have a, a agriculture division um, that trains in emergency rescue, and he actually came out with their own trailer um, and provided some of the trains for us, so we could actually simulate having someone in the grain. Um, and actually using the, the equipment to effect uh, a rescue on that individual, um, which for us is, is that very real hands-on training that, um, that we need and, and that we we like to have uh, to know what kind of situations we're getting into. Um, I think it was eye-opening for a lot of members that aren't familiar with agriculture. Um, I come I from a little bit of an agriculture background, having worked on a farm in high school and through College. So um, I knew kind of a little bit of what we were getting into. Uh, I've also received this training before. Um, so I think it was kind of eye-opening to people to realize um, some of the hazards that are there and to know that you do have to sort of plan ahead and think ahead in this type of rescue. It's not your typical grab-and-go. Um, there's a lot of planning. There's a lot of thinking ahead you know, two, three, four steps ahead of, of what's going to happen in order
0: to make it, number one, safe, but number two, to make it um effective, whether you're dealing with grain or uh, whatever happens to be in the storage. facility. Uh, so. How common are these issues among farmers? Is this something you're seeing a lot of? Or are you aware of any statistics as far as maybe how prevalent this can be? I don't have any numbers off the top of my head, but I
1: I think it's something that's becoming more prevalent as you see... Uh, technology and equipment improve on on your typical uh, everyday farm, for uh, seeing more of uh, these things kind of happen. Uh, some of it, too, comes from, you know, um, even just the farmers themselves being knowledgeable, and I think they are becoming more knowledgeable about the hazards that, that exist with this equipment, and knowing that they have to be a little more careful and diligent in what they do. Um But we are kind of seeing a a little bit of an uptick in some of these incidents when it comes to,
0: especially harvest season, people are in a hurry, you know, they're trying to get things done quickly, and
1: sometimes, you know, these accidents uh, tend to happen. Um, But uh, we definitely are, from uh, uh, the aspect of York County ATR, we train in farm rescue incidents quite regularly, so we, we can recognize what's kind of happening and what we need to do to help that rescue, you know, be efficient very quickly. Um, and so we are seeing, again, like I said before, uh, a little bit of an uptick in some of these incidents. Um, whether it's, you know, farmers trying to, you know, on top of the crusted grain that's in the storage bin to try to make sure the augers are moving, the augers are working, and not realizing there's a void space in between. Or, um, you know, we've had actually uh, grain bringing storage bins that have failed, and then
0: you have the grain that stills out, and it engulfs somebody relatively easily. It's a constant equipment failure that we deal with. Um, so it's a little bit of everything that we that we see out there. With those types of rescues, it can be extremely urgent, and you have to be well-equipped to know what you need to do in order to do so safely and quickly as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's uh,
1: certainly every situation in Recall is a little bit different, and that's where we rely on... The information that we're given when we respond, but also information that we have um, from the the people that actually work on the farm, own the farm, quite honestly. When we get on scene, they they are our best asset because they know what equipment is on their facility. They know exactly how it operates. So we really try to work with them right away um, to make sure that equipment is shut down and sort of get um, a little bit of an indication uh, what kind of equipment they're using? Where are access points, that kind of thing. So the farmers themselves and even their families can be kind of one of the biggest um, biggest helpers in in making that rescue a lot faster. Um, and then obviously a sense of urgency too, depending on how this individual is buried. Um, what are they buried in? Um, how long have they been there? Um, those type of things. And how are we going to make access to make sure that we ourselves are safe and can, get out on that grain, especially if somebody's in the middle of a grain pile, that makes it a little bit more challenging, um, and that comes back into some of the training that was provided by Nationwide and training that we're able to do on our own to know, you know how we're going to get out to just the individual um, safely and effectively so that we can um, make that rescue.
0: What do you think is the value of this as it expanded across the country to have six different fire companies in Pennsylvania that were able to receive grain bin rescue tubes this year, as well as this training? I'm sure that's something that's extremely appreciated and a valuable asset to fire companies. Absolutely, 100%. Um, and,
1: and I think the the value is the fact that you have organizations like Nationwide who recognize that from an emergency service standpoint, you know, um, we financially are just like any other business nowadays where you know, there's some times where we have to make choices of what equipment has to be purchased versus what we have to wait to purchase because we just don't have the funding. And to be able to have an organization like Nationwide that's able to purchase this equipment donate it and donate the training is a huge asset to us because now we're getting that equipment that we need and can use um, but it's also a big benefit to honestly the community. Um, knowing that we have this equipment in the community, it's there um, if, if we need to use it. We hope we never have to use it, but it's there if we need to. Um, and knowing that we have organizations that are willing to help provide that um, and and sort
0: of lessen the expense on us is, is a huge value and a huge benefit to us. Is there anything you would like to add about Green Bin Safety or anything important about this program, not only to your fire department, but others across the country? definitely
1: a valuable training and, and I would say to organizations that are out there listening, even if you don't have uh, one of these devices in your own station or in your own community, uh, the training is out there. Um, so take the time to go get the training and, and there's a lot of things you can do even without this device that can help further that situation and make that rescue a much more effective rescue. So uh, I encourage people to go out and do the training uh, and to learn about these. Um, Professionally, I'm actually a teacher down here, um, and one of the programs that I teach is an agricultural uh, education program in middle school here. Um, and part of that is I also have gotten a chance to meet with local farm clubs, and I've spoken about this at local farm clubs to make them aware that this equipment is out there, and that you know this is something that even the farmers themselves should be aware of. Um, and ask your local organizations: Is this kind of equipment available? Um, and you know. Um, could it be used on, on their farm and what would be the implications of doing so? Um, the other side of that, too, I think from a trading aspect, is organizations that have these two, these organization uh, uh, this equipment rather, sorry, is reach out to your local farmers and, and go to your local farms. Uh, we had a farm here nearby that was very generous and allowed us last, I think it was February. Uh, to come down inside one of their storage bins that was almost empty, had about, I don't know, a 6-foot by 10-foot pile of corn, and we actually played for several hours just using this tube and um, going through some training ourselves, and that was very beneficial. So having organizations reach out to their local farms and say, can we come train on your farm? Can we learn about uh, the storage bins that are out there? Because each of those bins are a little bit different also. and learn about the equipment that's, that's in your local area. Um, that can be huge just in making these rescues a lot easier. Um, and getting getting the farmers involved in what does a rescue look like on your farm. Um, you know, we pre-plan for large buildings like nursing homes and grocery stores and so on, but how often do we really pre-plan for the farmers? And looking at some of our large-scale farms, even small farms as well, um, What does that look like on a farm, and what can we do to make that
0: more efficient? Adam, it was great to talk to you about grain bin safety and the important training that Nationwide is providing through this program. Grateful that you were able to be a part of this program and have this experience. Yeah, and thank you for inviting me on today. I I really appreciate it, and hopefully we can uh, connect again soon. Also joined on the Farm Focus podcast this week by James Williams, the Fire Chief of Citizens Volunteer Fire Company, and Julie Schrum a career firefighter with Citizens Volunteer Fire Company, and a state board member for Pennsylvania Farm Bureau. Uh, This is uh, James Williams,
1: the fire chief with the Citizens Volunteer Fire Company.
2: And Julie Strum here, a volunteer here at Citizens Volunteer Fire Company, as well as a career firefighter, and uh, on
0: the board of directors for the Pennsylvania Farm Bureau. Uh, James and Julie, it's great to have you both on, and thank you for taking the time to talk about grain bin safety. Obviously, it's a very important issue to farmers. Uh, from the perspective of grain bin safety, there may be some people outside of agriculture who don't really understand why this is so important and some of the dangers that it presents. Could you both elaborate on what goes into grain bin rescues and uh, what challenges there are with that? Uh, okay, so from, from a chief officer standpoint or from a
1: command or uh, tactics standpoint, um, one of the things that, that we're looking at primarily... Uh, priority number one is going to be safety um, of both our personnel and the person that's entrapped uh, or tangled in that grain bin vessel. Um, you know, if, 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 if a farmer uh, is trapped down inside with, with some sort of uh, corn or, or grain or what have you or whatever, I mean, you're you're, you're looking at, at a very time pressing issue um, with with the amount of um, weight uh, that is being put
2: on that individual, um, and pressure
1: uh, from them being engulfed, whether they're up to their waist or, or up to their neck, uh, I mean, t- time is, is definitely something that is not on our side in a situation like this, so we as responders need to be quick, um, but we also need to be thorough in the safety aspect of things of uh, the lockout, tagout, making sure that the 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 machine is, is shut down properly, um, and, uh, and once we uh, make injury and try to locate the, the person, that, that, that also has to be kind of uh, methodically thought out and uh, performed, and I, I think that uh, the captain from SAFER uh, can probably touch more on that uh, from an ATR standpoint. Um, so, Billy, do you want to talk about, uh, from a armor standpoint, I guess, how all well, that stuff can start or how that
2: could occur? Uh, Sure. So the entrapments usually are caused by one of three classifications. So usually they're walking across the top inside of the grain bin and it gets hard and crusty sometimes and it might break through and there could be a pocket of air um, or the grain's not fully in there and you can get trapped in there. Um, It can be that you're inside the grain bin while it's running and as it's pulling out of the bin, you're going to get sucked in. There is a great um suction factor in there when it's pulling out of the bin and then the other thing um, is that there could be an avalanche like when corn crusts up on the side of the bin you're in there trying to poking it around trying to get it off of that bin and then it could create an avalanche and then trap you in there as well um so the numbers for that like just from studies and stuff like the first like the first few seconds um, that this happens like it literally take Seconds just to react to whatever's happening. And then it'll take only four to five seconds until you're trapped, and then only 22 seconds until you're completely covered. And there's a lot of pressure that's being put on the body, like uh, Chief Williams said, when you're enclosed in that bin. So you don't want to have to move around too much. You don't want to be digging, because the more you dig, the deeper you're going to go. So that's why the time is so important for us um, to be there and responsive to try to get that person from being completely engulfed um, and getting oxygen on them and be one to help them breathe before we can actually get
0: them extricated. With the Nationwide program, I believe you said your fire company received a green bin rescue tube in 2021. What was some of that training like and could you explain the importance of having a tube and if you ever had to use it?
1: Training through nationwide. They had brought their uh, portable classroom uh, and demonstration trailer mm-hmm. down to our firehouse when they delivered the grain bin safety tube. And uh, we, we had done uh, a training on it uh, with them um, to, to kind of go over what all was delivered, um, how it's used, how it's set up, and then each person being a victim and, uh, you know, the, the, the different goals uh, that each person could potentially be in uh, when you're in an active rescue trying to uh, get, get a farmer out of a grave vessel that, that could be trapped.
2: So, when they did come down, it was a wonderful classroom setting. They did classroom and then we went out and they brought this replication here so we get the practice here. But it's not the same as being in real life. And I noticed that being in ag right away. Like, the the training simulator was amazing. But once you're actually inside of a green bin, when it's hot, there could be bugs. It could be super, yeah, dark. So we actually set up the first year and did a training on our farm and actually brought a local volunteer fire company down with us who has a ladder truck as well. And... Got to practice what it would be like in a real setting, um, in a controlled atmosphere, and then they did. We did do training again the following year in 2022 at a different grain bin to get you know just to see the differences of sizes and um, setup. Yes. Yeah. So we 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 put the hands on right to it in addition to the actual training that Nationwide
0: provided as well. You have a lot of farms in your service area, so what are some of the things that you have seen or have done as far as different types of trainings, whether it's with grain bins or just in general, to prepare for things that you need to uh, to be able to respond on the farm? So, uh, so- something that we did uh, just before we had received the uh,
1: grain bin rescue tube and uh, kit, um, we went to a local farmer and we talked about uh, on the rear of a lot of tractors, you have a, a- Um, attachment and we had had gone into uh, entanglements of that kind of stuff Um, we had gone to the front of a combine with a uh, corn picker head on it um, and had had, had, had gone over that kind of stuff and basically just uh, not getting too far into the weeds uh, to the people that are not um, tractor oriented but just kind of getting down to where okay if, if have somebody that's entangled, this is how you shut the machine down. This is how you safely uh, get, get this PTO shut down and stopped from turning, or this is how you get to the, the, the front of the combine head or whatever shut down, and then uh, once, once you've got whatever that thing... We got into the idea of um, actually disconnecting the batteries. Uh, we, we've, we've done some training on um, different uh, different fires in different areas of some of the combines and, and some of the uh, larger uh, tractors and machines, um, which is actually something that we experience almost on an individual basis uh, in, in the fields. If somebody uh, you know whether they're Picking core or maybe planting, or something like that. Where if it's dry, you know, it set so the fuel on fire. You know, if, if if they're out with a with a disc and it, it hits a rock and just sparks the right way, or something like that, or you or you just get a, a piece of equipment that just happens to overheat, uh, or you get uh, some fodder or something uh, up against somewhere, um, and, you know, and, and it builds up over time or something like that. So I mean, there's 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 a lot of different aspects in the agricultural community that the fire service kind of needs to be, be aware of, and I think it's, it's, it's pretty important to, to go out to your local farms and, and, and know and understand what types of different pieces of equipment and machines they are operating, uh, both in the field and off the field, uh, you know, whether it's the grain bin Vessel or uh, the John Deere Combine, you know, versus the uh, International uh, or
0: whatever. As a farmer, what is the importance of not only having a good relationship with first responders, but to just make sure that you have general knowledge as far as what you need to do to ensure that you are safe when you're operating farm equipment or working in a grain bin? Uh, well,
2: I think, I think the importance of the, the relationship between the two is we are in a royal area. So your response time just to get to the farm could be 10 to 15 minutes. And then if you, if you have transport, you, we're 40 minutes from a hospital. Um, and, then you, have to, you know, we obviously can fly a helicopter in for something super serious, which would happen more than likely not in this area. Um, but it's also good that we know and understand, it's not necessarily like that we can become mechanics of the equipment as a fire company, but use the farmers that are there on They know the equipment better than anyone. They know how it operates. They know how it works. They know where all the shutoffs are. Um, So whether we're talking the green bins or the tractors or whatever implement it is, they can probably even just assemble it quicker than what we might know how to do. So it's great to have that relationship built between the two and working together to make the whole operation become more efficient.
0: What have you noticed since the green bin training? Do you think that the issue is pretty well known to people, or do you think that additional awareness needs to happen? In my opinion, I, I think that there is a huge generation
1: gap in farmers. Uh, Julie may be able to elaborate or maybe disagree, uh, but in, in, in this area, nothing um, against the old-school farmer, but uh, sometimes the old-school farmer has done things the same way for 50 or 60 years, and they just they've, they've been lucky that They haven't had any issues or emergencies, um, and I, I think that getting the idea out there that you know there 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 are these types of emergencies, there are these types of trainings, and there are these types of companies that are willing to teach it. Uh, I think that that's that's important, uh, but I think half the battle is getting 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 that information out there and and, and getting it to come in and sit down and, and, and be aware that you know, this, this this does happen. Yeah, you, you may have been told that this could happen by your grandfather or your dad uh, 50, 60 years ago, uh, if, if that was even a thing, if, if, if that was even something that they knew about. But I think that until you have that emergency, uh, if, if you're not educated at the idea that are possibilities or that this could happen, um, you, just, you, just, you just don't have any knowledge of it or any awareness of it to be cognizant, you know what I mean, so does if that, if that make
2: sense? It does, and I know coming from our perspective and having both sides of it, I know it works, we, we are always in safety gear, we're always tying off to something, or we've got repelling equipment, or we're we're doing everything as possible to be as safe as possible so that we all go home every shift, or after every call. So, and even though I know all that stuff, and I'm trained in all of that stuff, I come home to the farm, and I'll climb on top of that grain bin and Christmas lights right now, and I'm on like 85 feet in the air, and I'm not tied off to anything. Um, so I think it's I don't even say complacency, um, but but just that. Well, we know what we're doing. This is our equipment. We've climbed this a hundred times. You kind of get into the routine that oh, it won't happen to me, but that one time it could happen to you. So I I think there again, there correlation, you know, between the two. We we need to train a little bit better to to educate. Hey, we just want to prevent us from having to come out to rescue you. So if you do these
0: things, that will that will ensure that you're a little bit more safer. Obviously, Nationwide has its annual Grain Bin Safety Week campaign. Uh, do you think a lot of people know about this, or do you think it's still very necessary to get this information out there?
2: Um, I know that Nationwide, I think, has had over 11,000 nominations. And I know just here in Pennsylvania, we've had quite a few of those awarded. So I think it is growing here more in the Royal Areas. It's one of those things in the fire service, though, we call it, um, it's a high-risk but low-frequency. We, we hardly ever use this. Like, we've had this, we've trained with it, but we've never had to put it in place. So, it's something that we have in our back pocket, but we can't, we can't necessarily be the expert in it every time because we're not using it as frequent, which is good. That means that farm farmers are being safe and it's not happening as, as frequent, but it still happens. We've had quite a few here locally just this past year, um, so it, it is always on the radar and in the back of our minds that this could be potential.
0: Is there anything uh, that you've been a part of, whether it's uh, you know different outreach programs or different things for training that you've had as far as agriculture i know uh jimmy talked on that a little bit but is there any programs that you're aware of that do a really good job of outreach that uh, maybe could be a resource to other first responders or even farmers
2: join there and just have a brief, maybe five, ten minute safety talk, that will be a way to reach out to farmers, because so you have their attention, they're there, they um, you know these things, it's just kind of, you know, getting it repetitively put into their mind to, to be safe. Penn State Extension does a great job with additional educational um, resources out there, you can go out to their website and view webinars, um,
0: and I think that they sometimes have classes that go around. From your perspective, is there anything you would like to add about grain bin safety or just anything as a first responder that you think farmers should know? I mean, I'll I'll be honest, I think one of
1: our um, biggest downfalls, especially in the volunteer fire service where where manpower is is limited uh, both on and off of the emergency seat, um, uh, one of our biggest downfalls is is actually getting out there and educating the public uh, on not only what we can do uh, and what our capabilities are. Uh, but the different types of emergency. And I, I think if 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 I was to speak directly to a farmer from a fire chief's standpoint, from 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 a fire chief level, some things that I would just kind of uh, reiterate um, that would help us in a response would be a to have your address clearly marked. Um, if if you're calling me uh, or your wife or Barman is, is is calling nine one one from one two three Main Street, uh, uh or one two three A Main Street or something of that nature. Um, uh, get those address markers out there at the end of the road, all the mailboxes, all the the more visible that you are, the quicker we are going to find at least your address or your driveway. Um, uh, not all the time are you able to send a waiver uh, or. Uh, jumper to the end of the road uh, to flag us down. We understand that. Um, and then obviously once we're on the property, uh, you know, maybe um, like a, a, a map or a layout, uh, a lot of you go you to know, a restaurant, a dentist office, somewhere like that, you see on the wall, you, you are here with a big exit that shows you the, the, the fire exits and stuff like that. Uh, so maybe like a, a, a map. Either the property, if there's a bunch of buildings, a bunch of great big vessels, that kind of stuff, um, or if you don't want to get uh, that far into it, maybe just where the shutoffs are. You know, this this shut-off here, or this this throw switch, or this master shuts off these buildings, or shuts off the power to this uh, bin or whatever. Uh, so just having something like that uh, on on hand, um, and then last but not least, just ha- ha- having a plan with your significant other or your, your help or whatever Hey, if something happens. This is who's going to be dialing 911. Uh, this is who needs to go to the end of the road to meet the fire department. If we have them help, uh, if it is just you and, and one other person that is involved in the emergency and they can't leave your side, they, they need to be able to carry out a lot of extra steps while remaining calm. Um,
0: so, that helps. Yeah, for sure. Is there anything you'd like to add about anything, uh, whether it's something I didn't ask you or that you feel is important, Julie?
2: Um, yeah, so we're discussing the grain bin safety and the rescue tool that we have been awarded, and it's, you know, there's still plenty of fire departments out there who have not gotten one yet, and honestly the more we have, it could be closer to somebody's farm if we get dispatched out, so I highly encourage everyone to Nominate their local fire department. Um, the nominations run January 1st through April 30th through nationwide. And you can nominate, like, you can have 50 people nominate the state department. That's kind of, I think, how this gets awarded. The more popularity you have, the better chance you have. So spread the word and just get that out there so that more fire departments around here can, can be
0: equipped with this life safety tool. I'd like to thank you, uh, Jimmy and Julie, for taking the time to talk about grain bin safety and farm safety with us here today. Obviously, there's a lot of important information that people may or may not know. And thank you for taking the time to not only educate people on your perspective, but also the, to educate people on the great programs that are available to farmers and fire departments through Nationwide. No, thank you. If you enjoyed this episode of Farm Focus, please subscribe. More episodes are on the way, and all of our past episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and on Podbean at pfbcast.podbean.com. Thanks for listening.